Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Morungi. We're here for another episode of Hapakula with the lovely lady. And this is your girl, Fatu. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us today. Welcome to another episode. And this time, you know, <laughs> uh, we are going to talk about, we're going to continue with the Coming to Japan series. Mm-hmm. So we started with the education system. We contrasted it with those ones in our different countries so that you have an idea of what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> true, true. And um, today, ah, then we talked about the pros and cons of studying in Japan so that mm-hmm. once again, you know what you're getting yourself into. And today we'd like to continue uh, by uh, giving... Uh, telling you about opportunities mm-hmm. how to become a student in Japan. Yeah, so today we'll give you the how to, um, what we did, um, our experiences, and basically what tricks we used or what research we made to get to this place. Because it requires, yeah? <laughs> yes, there were tricks. It requires a lot um, from you as a person uh, to to get a good scholarship, a very competitive scholarship to come to Japan here as a student. So yeah, we'll we'll give you those things today. Uh. Right. So we'll start off by telling you the different ways you can become a student. Mm-hmm. And the most obvious one is self-sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, you know, you can afford or your parents can afford, you can, you know, uh, sponsor yourself and study in Japan. There's a... Uh, there's web you can get this information from the embassy of japan in your country mm-hmm. or you can go directly to the websites of the different universities you want to join all the information is there and uh, uh, interacting with some foreign students they say japan is relatively cheaper when it comes to tuition as compared to other countries for example in europe america and the uk and australia they say it's relatively cheaper, so most definitely, yeah, most definitely. Um, for self-sponsored, basically, what I recommend is like, um, usually you will be asked to pay for the first semester, of course, and show some, um, uh, financial uh, that you have the financial means to 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 self-sponsor yourself as a student. But usually, when you come, um, the school usually have private scholarships that you can actually apply as a self-sponsored that you can have um, tuition waivers that you wouldn't need to pay tuition and these are usually very uh, these are usually dedicated to self-sponsored um, students so yeah like I said like just t- take a risk if you want to be a self-sponsored pay for the first semester and then when you come you might actually get a scholarship like a private scholarship from the school yeah uh, but though I must say for African students they are not very many uh, private scholarships mm-hmm. for African students. Many of the ones that I've seen, like, you know, when I get emails from the school, it's for Asian students. Mm-hmm. You know, they can be like, okay, if you're Malaysian, if you are from Laos, if you're from Myanmar, you know, things like that. They are some for, there are some that are general, mm-hmm. but uh, many of them are specific, so you really have to uh, talk to the student uh, student affairs people to help you find scholarships that are really, really general. 
but many yeah. of them that I see are targeting Asian students. But that doesn't mean there are none. It, it it might vary. It might vary because the school that I was in, um, they'll have scholarships for international students, not just Asians. So mm. in the general um, point of view, like international students, everyone can apply. And they usually give a lot um, to, uh, to African students. So yeah, that can also be a point there. Okay. The other way is uh, being an exchange student. I'm not so sure if there are as many exchange programs for African universities with Japan. I'm not mm -hmm. so sure about that, but it's one sure way of becoming a student in Japan. And when you come here and you, you know, you see for yourself, you deduce so like, okay, maybe I can study here or not. Then from your exchange, um, from your exchange opportunity, you can get more information and finally becomes a permanent student. Mm -hmm. I think Maureen told us the first time she came to Japan, she came as like some sort of exchange student. student. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Maureen talked about her experience as, as, you know, a woman working in Japan. So she says she first came here as a, an exchange student. Yeah, um, I, I know a couple of people that were exchange students from African countries. Um, mm -hmm. One from Mozambique, and in my school, my lab, there are a lot of Senegalese. Senegalese, you have Senegalese uh -huh. coming into the school every year. So, and this is mainly because um, one of my professors is a Senegalese, so he has a relationship with um, universities in Senegal that bring students as exchange students. And then you come here, do your research, and this can vary from three months to one year research. Mm. Um, research period for us as a student so some African countries do provide that so it's up to you to do research on the university and what professors are there mostly if a professor is from an African country they can usually um, uh, help with that process of getting your school to exchange um, with this with the school that so yeah do some research with the universities that can actually be a point um, to come to Japan in addition, and, mm -hmm. there's, uh, there's Japanese professors who are doing research about different things in Africa or on particular African countries. That could also be a point of entry for you because I know uh, in my building, there's a professor who's into, um, what is it called, architecture-related things, and his main focus currently is Ghana. So as a Ghanaian student, you can actually you know, reach out to him and see what opportunities there are. And also, that particular lab has a Ghanaian assistant professor. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everything somehow ties in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is what, I, what I've noticed in Japan, like, um, because there's a lot, there are a lot of um, African students currently in Japan and students that have gone through a lot of universities here. And when you have a good professor, you can create relationship after graduation you can create a relationship with your with your current school and schools from your country so through these you can actually come to japan so my point is like look basically um research on the university and check students that have been there which african countries they have been there if your country is from there there might be some sort of relation that can um, happen that he or she can talk directly to the professor and then you come as an exchange student. So 
do research on the current alumni, um, the students that are there, basically. So the other way is, uh, you know, if your spouse is already a student or your spouse is working in Japan, it's also a way for you to become a student. I think we talked about this in the pros and cons of studying in Japan. So I know a number of people who have been students and when their spouses come over, they, you know, they talk to the student affairs department and they get their spouses enrolled mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, the waivers, the tuition waivers, and they also get scholarships. So that's one way of becoming a student. Then the other one is, of course, scholarships. Yeah. <laughs> that we have a lot of experience in <laughs> most definitely <laughs> i think are the what can i say not easiest but they give you a lot of peace of mind <laughs> mm-hmm. because if you come as self-sponsored or exchange or you know as your uh you know your spouse kind of helps you uh a lot of things a lot of things there's you know a lot of underlying things here and there you may have to work extra hours to pay your tuition and things like that not mm-hmm. that it's a bad thing it's not a bad thing but uh, sometimes you know situations can be tough for yeah. example if you have kids uh you're self-sponsored you have to look after the kids you have to do research mm-hmm. but you also have to work so scholarships kind of help you, give you a uh, peace of mind. You can still work because, you know, scholarships are all about bare minimum. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You may still have to work, but at least the biggest chunk is that you're not working for tuition. Uh, you're maybe just adding on to what you already have. So uh, today we'll maybe talk about, we will go in detail on two main scholarships but uh, you can look up the various scholarships uh, from the embassy mm-hmm. your country or you can ask around as Fatu said alumni if there's Africans in the university you want to attend you can ask them they can help you find information there so the one, yeah. one of the scholarships that I know about is Ashinaga mm-hmm. scholarship and this one is mostly for a less privileged student, a less privileged people, mm-hmm. uh, for example, orphans or single mm. parent uh, households. Uh, I don't really know the nitty gritties of this, but there's been very many uh, benefactors of mm-hmm. this scholarship, especially from my country. So okay. Ashinaga is actually widely known. Mm-hmm. It's, an, it's a foundation, so you can just, you know, type in Ashinaga Foundation or Ashinaga Scholarships and you'll get a lot of information on how to be able to uh, get that opportunity. Get to that. Okay, okay. The other is, uh, first of all, we've all heard of JICA, right? Abbey Scholarship. Mm. So I told that JICA has very many scholarships, <laughs> very many scholarships because it works on behalf of the government of Japan. So mm-hmm. they have various scholarships, uh, but of these scholarships, we'll just focus on one, and that is the Abe Scholarship. Let me tell you something very funny. The first time I had uh, uh, people talk about, I'm on Abe Scholarship, I was like, you mean 
Abe Prime Minister has his own foundation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I did you know, for a long time I thought, you know, from a prime minister Abe Shinzo like had a foundation or something like that that he had mm-hmm. started and he was helping, you know, African students <laughs> to skill themselves in Japan. Japan. Until I found out Abe has no connection with the prime with minister. With that. <laughs> Yeah, that is something I learned in Japan. Like, the prime ministers are so humble and honest. I don't think they will attach their name to, like, a foundation like that. So, most definitely not. Mm. But, yeah, Abe basically means African business education. um, And it's an initiative that link um, the Japanese government with um, the government of other African countries, basically fostering relationship between these countries. And that's why this initiative came up, I believe. So a bit of a uh, uh, background. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just background, just a minute. So Africa Business Education for Youth Initiative was created under TCAD 5, and it was renewed in TCAD 6 and 7. And it's targeting over 3,000 African youth, and it gives them internships at Japanese private enterprises. So it's not just that you come and study and then figure out your life, but uh, mm-hmm. you study, then they give you internship to help you with skilling. And this internship, uh, as told, it's not less than six months. So, and the good thing is that the people who are doing this internship, I think they're really having a good time. Eh? Some of them are in hotels. Some of them, <laughs> they are being paid for like you're in, in, in an apartment, but your your bills are paid for, your rent, mm-hmm. electricity, mm-hmm. utilities. And then you're still paid mm-hmm. uh, some sort of compensation or salary yeah. for that period of time. So it can be six months, a year. I don't know. I think it depends on... Uh, what that private company, what that private company's objectives are. True, true. Yes. Yeah, and um, to get a, I think the Abe scholarship, um, there's there's specific, there are like different um, venues. For example, I know someone that was working for the government um, that got selected. So one way is that you might be working for a government-related. Um, institute and they you are actually hand selected and invited to apply apply for the scholarship i know someone that never worked and he applied directly to the embassy so a lot of these scholarships are um, linked to um, the japanese embassy of your country um, in my country west africa um, my scholar my, my the gambia the scholarship uh, the embassy is in senegal so I had to travel through Senegal for my next right. scholarship, which we'll, I'll talk about later. But yeah, um, you link to other countries. For example, um, the Embassy of Japan in Senegal is linked with other countries, not not just Senegal. There is Guinea-Bissau, Kivad. All of them is at Senegal. So for some countries wow. in West Africa, like, yeah, because my country is very small, but I think in uh, around the uh, southern and eastern part of Africa, they have individual embassies in all I those countries. Mm, I think so yeah. yeah, so one way is like I'm working for a government, some you might apply through the embassy. And uh, many of the procedures, 
might be different for each country. For example, the number of people they are taking per country might mm-hmm. differ. Uh, the procedures might differ. Mm-hmm. But uh, from the experience of our friends, uh, many of them will tell you after either being handpicked or after applying, you'll do like some sort of exam. Then when you pass that exam, you'll have a face-to-face interview. Mm-hmm. So this face-to-face might be in two phases or one phase. So it truly, truly depends on the country. Yeah, so you need to find out more details. You might be wondering, but when do they advertise these things? Guys, we don't know. Yes. (laughs) We don't know. Just (laughs) Yeah, I, I believe like what you need to do is basically just go to the embassy website um, the Japanese embassy website in your country and then you will usually see a link that says JICA Abe or um, or that kind of scholarship and then you link check on it to see what date they provide usually they are very transparent in the in the um, dates that you should be applying for these and the one thing I admire about all these Japanese scholarships that like it's merit best if you don't get it that means someone else deserve it more, most definitely. Yes. Mm. And if you get it, you truly, truly, truly deserve it. Like there's no underlying things. Though, mm-hmm. though uh, a friend of ours told me, but that's very country specific, <laughs> told me the people in the panel, you know, there's a bit of tribalism here, there, and here and there. But mm. that is country specific. But when you speak to many of the Africans, they'll tell you it's the most open, transparent scholarship uh, system. That is the Japanese scholarship system. Yeah. You get yeah. it? Perfect. If you don't get it, then mm, someone else deserved it more than you. So the next word is the one that uh, Fatu and I can say we know. <laughs> yes, we have. A lot of experience with this scholarship and that is the max scholarship um, mm. provided by the government of japan um yeah so you go ahead you start first (laughs) oh before we before i forget about the abe uh scholarship Mm -hmm. as we said there's also pros and cons Mm -hmm. so you also need to find out like the terms and conditions Every yeah. scholarship comes with its own terms and conditions. Uh, some of our friends have told us that, for example, the Abe scholarship, like uh, if you come for master's, they'll send someone to check up on you every three or six months, and it's like just random check. You know, if you're traveling somewhere, uh, you it's very, very strict. You have to sort of apply to travel somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, so... Uh, the terms and conditions, it's not just, you know, they don't, each scholarship has its own terms and conditions. Um, I think that also reminds me, I was told Ashinaga used to have, like, they would send you back to your home country once a year, I think. But then I think because of expenses and things like that, they started mm-hmm. bringing their parents over to visit I their see. children. So different terms and conditions apply for every scholarship so you also need to find out more about them yeah and i also feel like 
um, the Abbey scholarship can be a little bit restrictive because I know a friend um, because he was selected by the government. So after graduation, he got a job in Japan, but he had to go back home and then pay the government like the salary he was having while he was studying. So that, that was a little bit restrictive for me. Like he couldn't just leave the like go leave the scholarship like that he had to pay his dues because he was selling hey. so so he paid a lot of money um before he came back to japan to work so it might be a little bit more restrictive oh. you might enjoy like Murunga said the hotels and all the good stuff but <laughs> yeah there are other things attached to it um so you can get more information at the abbey in, uh, initiative website JICA, I think it's JICA. So if you just search in Google, you'll be able to get more information about it. Right. 